Welcome to this Meet Your Spot Devotional Podcast daily presented by Victoria Iyok. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that it is not the first time that you're joining us, but in case it is the first time, thank you for joining us. In case you've been a recurring guest, thank you so much for being here today and being here for all the other times where you've been with us. Um, do not forget to subscribe so that you would not miss any new updates. So let us go directly into prayer. Father, like I am I taking of glory, we thank you for the grace and the opportunity, Lord, to just be there right where we are right now, just listening to your word and let it seep through our hearts and our minds so that we know what you expect of us so that we can do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the title of today's message is the title of today's message is the master's touch. The master's touch. Okay, so um, today we start with Philippians chapter two, verses fourteen to fifteen, and then we're going to James chapter one, verses sixteen to twenty-seven. Philippians chapter two, verses fourteen to fifteen say. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. James chapter 1 verse 16 to 27 here I'm reading from the new international version. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly light, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the world planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the world and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the world but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like, but whosoever looks intensely into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues need not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it there will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet not keep a sight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as true and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, the master's touch. So, if you read, if you were listening as I was reading, or if you were reading along on your side, you probably got that the key point here is obedience. Do all things, doing. Be a doer of the word. Do not be deceived. Be a doer of the word. Not a listener only, but a doer of the word. Do all things without murmuring and complaining 
be doers of the word and not hearers only. So the key point here is that God wants us not just to listen to his word, not just to go to church, not just to have Bible study sessions with our friends, but to actually put his word in practice. To actually put his word in practice. Have you had people in your life that you know that they are doing morning devotions, you just know it? You know that they are doing evening devotions probably in their families. You know that they're active in church. You know that they're leading a group in church. You know that they are that they are apart from their own church, they are part of other Christian organizations and groups. And you know that they are even like they are they are active in the churches and you know that they are talking about Jesus to people. But when you look at your lives, you're like, how can there be such a huge gap between what this person preaches and what this person lives? You you like wonder if this person really likes serving God or is it or is like why does this person live a life completely different from from what they should be living as a Christian? And that reminds me of this verse where God says, These people honor me with their lips. But your, your hearts are far from me. These people honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. And this happens when we are only hearers of the world. Like we hear the word, but it does not profit us. We are just listening to it. We're listening to it. We're speaking even back to people. We memorize the verses, but we do not put it in practice. And this is very, very bad. Because when, when Jesus talks about the people to whom he says, Depart from me, I never knew you. He, he clearly says that this will be so for those who had his word but do not did not do it, did not put it in practice. He said that if you listen to his words and that you are not putting them in practice, you are building your heart on sand. The only one who builds his house on rock is the one who hears the word and does the word. So God expects us to be doers of the word, not just listeners. We don't go to heaven because we... We said a prayer someday and continue living, uh, continue living our lives in sin and in hatred and in bitterness and in everything that dishonors God. No, we believe in Jesus. We receive him as Lord and Savior and receiving him as Lord and Savior is a decision and means that it changes the way you, you think, it changes the way you speak, it changes your lifestyle because he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So if you really love Jesus, you should keep his commandments. If you are not keeping his commandments, then you have to ask yourself, do I really love Jesus? So God expects us to be doers of the world. Now, here's a nice part. He doesn't expect us to do it on our own. He doesn't expect us to do it on our own. He's first changed us before expecting us to be holy as he's holy because he says be holy as i am holy why does he ask us to do that because he's already changed us he's already made us able when he when we came to christ when we surrendered our lives to him we were translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light so god made us able to live holy lives god made us able to to walk in his ways and what are the two keys here to be a doer of the word one First of all, obviously, you need to be saved. You need to have surrendered your life to Jesus. If you are not saved, this is a very nice moment for me to explain to you how to be saved. So the Bible says that like we believe in our heart and then we confess in our with our mouth. And it's by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that you can be sure that you're saved. Now, what do you believe in your heart? You're supposed to believe that Jesus Christ is the... Is the 
the Son of God, that he came to die for your sins so that you will be forgiven and so that you may have a new life. You have to also believe that he died on the cross and that on the third day God the Father rose him up from the dead and that he returned to heaven and you, you have to basically you have to believe him. Uh, to, to believe in him and to believe what he says about himself in his word. Secondly, you have to confess it with your mouth. Lord, I believe that you are my savior, you died for my sins, and I surrender to you. So you, you confess with your mouth, it's like you you open your mouth to, to surrender to someone and to this person. This person is Jesus. You open your mouth and you tell him, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my king. I want you to reign over my whole life. I surrender to you. So this is what you do. It's not a clear-cut formula, but you start there. This is your starting point. And when you surrender like that to him, he, he translates you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And he seals you with his Holy Spirit and he makes you able to obey his word. Okay, to walk in his ways. This is how it happens. So basically, uh, you can do it at home right where you are right now and just you take a little moment, you can just put pause on this on this podcast and take like two, three, five minutes, ten minutes, it depends on you, the time that you need. You talk to God and you tell him that really you want to live this life, surrender to Jesus. You tell him that you really believe and that you want him to be your Lord and Savior. And you really make a firm decision that from now on, it's not you that you're obeying and not obeying yourself or your desires, but Jesus, okay? So you can be parsed and do this prayer now. We'll be waiting for you. We'll be right there when you unpause. Okay, so basically now I suppose that you put pause and that you prayed and if you need it. And now we're going to, like I was explaining, what do you need to be a doer of the world? So we already said that you first need to be saved, obviously. Now, what then do you need? You need the world. <laughs> of course you need the world because you cannot obey God's word if you, not, if you do not know what God's word requires of you. So you need, first of all, to read the word. You need to read the word of God because... If you don't know what the word says, you cannot obey it because you do not know what it says. And next thing and about reading the word, read it every day, please. Don't read it once in a while or once in a blue moon. Read it every day because you need... See in your mind that reading God's word is like drinking water. You can't normally go a day without drinking water or normally without eating. You see, you need it every day. You, you need guidance for every day, every day. So you actually have to read it every day. Um, so we already said you need to be saved. You need to read his word every day. Next thing, you need faith. Jesus said that those who believe in him will do the same works that he did and even greater because he was returning to the Father, you know. So here he says those who believe in me will do the same works. So What's the secret of the doing? It is first the believing. So you have to have faith. And as we said in the previous podcast, you have to decide that whatsoever, whatsoever is written in that word, in the word of God, that you believe. Whether you, whether you understand it or you don't understand it, you don't care. You believe it. Just, you have to pre-decide that whatsoever is written there, you believe it. So you have to choose to have faith. And the next thing is you need the Holy Spirit. Yes, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit when you come to Christ. Um, there's also the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We'll have the opportunity to discuss it in the near future, I believe, God willing. 
But there is the fact that every Christian is sealed with the Holy Spirit. That's what is sure. And then there's also the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which we shall explain someday, God willing, which is generally accompanied with the sign of speaking in tongues. We're going to discuss that someday, God willing. Um, but the great idea here is the fact that the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he fills you with power. And this power enables you to do miraculous stuff. A sin which you thought you could never resist because the Holy Spirit is in you, it does not even interest you anymore. It's like, you look at it like, what is this? And it does not, you're not interested. Stuff that you, you thought you were unable to forgive someone because the Holy Spirit is in you. Pff, the hatred, the bitterness lifted. You forgive the person like pff, instantaneously. I'm not saying that everybody will get the same experience at the same moment. But what I'm trying to say is that the Holy Spirit brings in you power, miraculous ability. The stuff that you thought that you could never overcome, he makes you overcome it like easy, easy peasy, as we usually say. So these are the things like, and the general idea here is that you are not the one transforming yourself. God can change anybody. Look at, look at examples in the Bible. Thomas doubted Jesus' resurrection while Jesus had clearly said that he was going to come back though he did not understand it probably at the time but even though people told him like we saw him he did not believe he wanted to see himself and Peter denied Jesus and there are so many other examples in the bible of people who messed up like really messed up but the key point here is that you should not focus on yourself you should first of all remember that God forgives. Even if you came to Christ and then you made mistakes, God forgives. And the nice thing about God is that when he forgives, he forgets. He There's a verse which says, uh, I will forget that they ever sinned. Um, we will have the opportunity to discuss all those things. But just the main thing is to know that when God forgives you, he forgets. The only person, if, if God forgets and that you have it again on your mind, it means that Somebody is reminding it to you. Either it's yourself or it is the devil. But it is definitely not God because God will not recall to mind your sins. Is what the Bible says. Okay, so you have to accept that He's forgiven you. You have to move on and to let Him like transform you. You have to believe it that He's making you like the best version that you could be, because He transformed you into His own image when you came to Christ. So you have to believe Him. You basically have to believe him. So these are little ideas like that I want to put in your mind that it's not impossible to obey God's word and to follow him. He made you able to obey his word and to follow him. He is the one, as the title says, the master's touch. He is the one who touches you and who transforms you. Now all that you have to do is believe, read his word, stand in his ways, stand firm, surrender to the Holy Spirit, and you're going to see your life is going to like move very fine and you're gonna be so happy and so blessed so um without further ado i'm going directly to the quote of the day by smith wigglesworth and i know i've spoken a lot today but the topic is like so interesting so the quote for today is it is not what we are that counts but what we can be as his disciples just as sorry it is not what we are that counts but what we can be as he disciplines chastens and transforms us by his all skillful hands 
It is not what we are that counts, but what we can be as he disciplines, chastens, and transforms our bodies. All skillful hands. To summarize, God can change anyone. Even it means that God can change you. God can change me. And generally, when we say that God can change anyone, we focus on others and we are like, God change this person. God change this person. I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna pray that He changes. You know what God told me today? That I should stop focusing on planning out other people's lives, and that I should focus on my own life. Like. It's very important. Instead of thinking about how God should change your enemy, how God should change your best friend, how God should change your fiance, how God should change your husband, how God should change your father or your mother or I don't know who. Though it may be very important for them to have a certain change in their lives, first focus on how God can change you. How can God change me? Because I am not where I should be definitely so how can God change me and focus on working on yourself instead of like focusing on others to a point where you don't even realize that there's so many things that you have to change about your own life so let's pray Father God Almighty thank you for your world thank you for your goodness and thank you for your faithfulness thank you because you transform our lives you make us able to follow in the footsteps of Jesus to walk in your ways to do the works that you've called us to do you make us doers of the word so Lord we surrender to you right now that you teach us to do your will in Jesus Christ's name and Lord um, I pray right now for whoever is suffering from sickness and disease in their body right now Lord I thank you because by the stripes of Jesus Christ this person was healed more than 2,000 years ago, it is already done, so we just enforce it right now in Jesus Christ's name. Under the sound of my voice, body be healed and made whole, function correctly in the name of Jesus Christ. I set you free in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, goodbye. Please do not forget to join us tomorrow for the next part of...